So continuing to bring the attention inside. Letting the, the dancing continue inside. I forget which poem it was, but someone spoke of giving birth to a dancing star. Let that dancing star continue in a more still posture. If anyone feels called to stand up, feel free to do that. Yeah, that would be better for you sometimes with the heat of digestion, the, the heat element or the fire element is activated and sometimes that shifts consciousness towards the lying down meditation posture. And so you can stand if you wish but just letting, the, letting that dancing star continue. The poet William Blake said, energy is eternal delight. And you can stay just with the sensations in your body. And again, see if you might be called to be more with the breath, if there is a need to maybe stabilize attention a little bit more or focus it a little bit more. And just see what seems called for right now. Really from the standpoint of traditional meditation, these are the two first two practices, being with the breath and being with the sensations of the body in different postures and different activities. And see what seems called for right now for you.
as we continue to stay with the sensations of body, either the breath or the whole body, or perhaps for some of us, part of the body, like the contact with the cushion or chair. I want to offer a few words. I, I was wanting to give a talk, and at first was going to give a talk following the movement, but what I'd like to do is offer some words in which the words are merged with the meditation rather than the talk being separate. And we'll take more the form of a kind of guided practice than a, a separate talk. So staying with your sense of sensations. One perspective that I wanted to bring in is what we can call the wisdom perspective. Remembering that the aim of awareness is to help us to see clearly and act compassionately and appropriately. In the core teachings of the Buddha, wisdom is especially understood in three ways. Through seeing what are sometimes called the three characteristics of phenomena. And I want to take us through these experientially. <coughs> the first is impermanence and change. The second is noticing suffering and the roots of suffering. And the third is a sense of interdependence. And a lot of the practices, really the aim of all these practices and other practices, is to help us to see deeply into those principles, we might say those truths, and to live accordingly. That's it. <laughs> and they can be really investigated very deeply at the level of body. And so I'll invite us, for example, just for several minutes, to explore impermanence and change. And as I'm saying this, I'm imagining, I don't know if you have a, a dance on impermanent suffering and interdependence, but I'm, I was just channeling one developing. <laughs> so, uh, and so just uh, to notice change moment to moment for the next several minutes, tune in to how everything is changing, where you're paying attention, the whole body, part of the body, or the breath, just stay and notice how one thing arises, sensations arise, sensations pass away. Just tuning into change and impermanence for several minutes now.
And then the second principle is that of noticing when there's suffering. The word in the original language is dukkha. Some of us know it better as dukkha. When there's noticing when there's suffering and having a sense of the roots of suffering and how to release suffering. And here we're distinguishing what we're calling suffering from the presence of the unpleasant. Presence of the unpleasant is natural and occurs to all of us. We can have unpleasant physical sensations, unpleasant emotions, sadness or fear, anxiety. We can have unpleasant interpersonal or social situations, being treated unfairly and so forth. And suffering is understood not as the presence of the unpleasant, but as the contraction and series of reactions, particularly to the unpleasant. It's the way that we have an unpleasant physical sensation and we may contract around those sensations in the body. And so one of the major applications of mindfulness meditation is in the field of medicine, where some doctors say as much as 80% of what patients experience as pain or the unpleasant is not the original stimulus, but it's the series of contractions and reactions. And so if we can just stay with the unpleasant, especially when we have no choice, we can reduce the 80%. Quite profound. We know that more clearly probably emotionally. We have a difficult experience and maybe the experience lasts for one minute or we get a difficult news and maybe we judge ourselves or blame another. And the presence of the unpleasant is one thing, and the reaction that contracts or blames or judges self, we call that suffering. It's the reactivity, in this case, to the unpleasant being there. And the aim of practice is to see when we do that and to realize that in many cases we can be with the unpleasant without suffering. One way it's sometimes said, I was visiting in Kentucky and one of the persons I met was a hospice nurse who said there was a woman in hospice who was a double amputee and at the foot of her bed she had the sign, pain and the unpleasant is a given, suffering is an option. That's this teaching, that's this principle. And so we look in our experience for where there's some reaction. Here, as we will sit for a few minutes and notice, it's where do we, in some ways, react to the flow? React maybe and say, I don't like this, and react a little bit. Could be a reaction to a thought or to something in the body. Probably for most of us, relatively minor suffering. <laughs> And we can just track that 
It may or may not come up, but that's something that we can also track as we are dancing, as we are walking, as we are sitting. When does a moment of suffering come? Even a small one. And we can notice it and see if we can just come back and be, in this case, maybe with a body sensation that's unpleasant without reacting. And when we teach this, when people are meditating for longer periods, we distinguish between staying with the unpleasant and wisely choosing to move. If we think that there might be some damage or we have an injury, we don't encourage hanging out with the unpleasant when, there might, when it might cause problems. It's more the unpleasant that's just a part of life that's sometimes there that we can hang out with and learn a tremendous amount in the process. So this is the second principle. We'll just sit for, again, about three minutes or so and notice the flow on the level of the body and notice if there's something that gets in the way of that flow. May or may not happen.
And the third principle in the training to develop wisdom is a training to have more of a sense of interdependence. And particularly to see when what I sometimes call a thick sense of self gets in the way of experience. It could have appeared in the dance maybe as uh, self-consciousness or I shouldn't do that movement or look at me. <laughs> could be either positive or negative, right? And what we do is we look in the flow of experience again and see what gets in the way of the flow. We're in a sense of what I call a thick sense of self is there. Again, it could be either positive or negative. We look for that, and we'll just do it again for about three minutes. Of course, these are really the areas we train in. We can bring this kind of, it's really a kind of a inquiry into the dance, into other meditations, and of course into our lives where we often have situations arise which cause there to be, uh, or let's say are linked with suffering or a thick sense of self arising. Here, everyone's kind and friendly and not so much necessarily happens. But if you notice, if you notice a sense of self getting in the way, just track that and come back to the flow. We'll do that again for about three minutes.
this can be a very powerful way to practice, to stay with the flow of sensations and other experiences, thoughts and feelings, noticing change, and then seeing what gets in the way of the flow, particularly moments where there could be some reaction, some suffering, and often connected with that, a strong or thick sense of self. It's a whole major form of practice to have the mind quiet enough so that we stay with the flow and look for what, look for where we fixate or where we get stuck. It really can be a whole perspective on our awareness practice, whether we're sitting or walking, being at a meeting, dancing. And the spirit of noticing the moments of suffering, suffering or the moments of thick self is not to see them as the enemy, but just to note them, to see them clearly, and then if we can, to release them and re- re-enter the flow, as it were. One of the ways that we can practice this is really the third core practice that we'll do of the body, the third core body practice, and that is continuing to explore the elements, the four elements. We can very much do this as a kind of wisdom practice, which I think was the original intention where we see our bodily experience as this flow of the different elements, much as in the dance. And especially as we also open to the elements outside, we have more of this sense of this interdependent flow of the different elements. So again, for the rest of the sitting, I'll give a few words, much like Heather gave, to guide us with the four elements as we sit. And I'll also invite us, if we wish, to do this uh, in the walking meditation. I'll give some further instructions there. So first, to be with the earth element. This is to tune in to the sense of solidity or stiffness, contact, could be the contact with the cushion, your feet on the floor. And if you want to, you could, even, you could use your hands also to inquire, just for example, to feel the bones in your hand or feel your knee. Use your hands while keeping that awareness just to be in touch with the earth element, that sense of solidity. Stiffness hardness, just explore how the earth element manifests in your experience for the next few minutes.
feeling how, in the words of the poet and writer Susan Griffin, we are made of this earth. And if you want, you can feel your forehead or your hair like the grasses. Different aspects of how we are Earth. And then we can give attention to the water element. It can be the sense of fluidity, moisture, maybe the moisture in your mouth. Maybe a sense of the flow of your experience. And traditionally, water is also understood as the element that holds things together. Kind of like the sense of how water holds flour together as we make bread. And the way that we know we are primarily water. Water holds us together inside. And so just maybe have that sense of the cohesion of the whole body through the water element as well as the fluidity. And be a sense of flow, maybe you feel a little bit like rocking or moving, having some small movements, kind of like water.
Now moving to the element of fire, which manifests particularly as temperature, presence of heat in the body. Noticing where there's heat. Traditionally, fire is also connected with digestion. See if you can feel the fire that is occurring for most of us right now in the digestive process. One of the reasons that so many cultures use hot peppers for meals is so the digestion can, fire can be hotter. It's thought to be an aid to digestion, to have a lot of heat. So tune in to where there is that sense of fire in the different ways that it manifests. Can also be a sense of light, maybe internal light. And as you stay with the heat element, you can also tune in to the quality of change and see whether anything, again, gets in the way of the movement of the element. Maybe we get distracted or have a thought or find some way that we like something or don't like something. See what gets in the way of the flow and stay tuned in to that sense of change and flow here with the heat element.
And then the fourth element, the element of air, which manifests in the body as the movement of the breath. Maybe the feeling of being in the presence of the space around us, the air flowing by our bodies. The air element's also known when we move, maybe when we move the arm forward or move the hand around, we're moving through air. We can experience air through these movements as well. So explore the element of air in those ways, the breath, the movement, the flow around us. Now staying with the sensations of the body will invite us to slowly, with awareness of the body, come to a standing posture. Finding your own way to do that from whatever posture you're in, keeping awareness of the body. One of the great teachers of the 20th century, a Thai teacher and monk named Achan Moon, who was the teacher of Achan Cha, who was the teacher of Jack Kornfield, and thus an important teacher for Spirit Rock, Achan Moon, wonderful, amazing man. He has a 
There's a biography of him which is amazing. <laughs> I won't go, go into it now, but I could maybe later. <laughs> but he said, in your investigations, never, in all your investigations, never allow the mind to desert the body. In all your investigations, never allow the mind to desert the body. It really can guide us in these two days. And we'll now move to a walking meditation period. And I'll invite, uh, I'll invite us to practice walking meditation as you feel called. And I want to name the two practices that we did earlier. One is to uh, be with the walking meditation through the more focused awareness on the sole of the foot or the leg. That was, that's the primary way we practice walking meditation here at Spirit Rock. A second modality that you might move to, especially when uh, the awareness is well established, is to be aware of the whole body as you're moving. Just to be with the, the whole body in the process of movement. And then a third practice, which you might want to do for just some of the time, maybe for five minutes or ten minutes, is to bring the uh, exploration of bodily experience through the teaching of the four elements and explore that in your walking, right? So it's really interesting, you know, because see, okay, where is the earth element, especially the contact with the earth? Sometimes when I do walking meditation in the forest, with every step I say grounding, Grounding. It really, it feels really good. <laughs> grounding, grounding. It's, it's just, I become happy. It may not work for you, but it works for me. <laughs> and, and feel free to do it and tell other people if it works for you. So just finding that earth, the earth element, you know, as you're walking, just feeling the bones moving. <laughs> you know, some teachers do another body practice, which we won't do, where we see ourselves as walking skeletons. <laughs> and so see yourself, the earth element, and then the water element, the fluidity of the walking, the movement. Feel yourself, you can even feel like you're swimming as you walk. As we kind of do that, don't we, as we walk. And then the fire element, to feel the sense of heat, maybe from the sun to feel the heat. There's a certain heat which arises as we walk. Feel just the temperature of the body. And then the air element, especially the movement through space, you know, as we were doing before. And so you can do it in a way that actually just sees. You can do, do I would suggest for the first time, maybe five or ten minutes, where you just see the four elements in play in the walking process. And again, we'll, we'll come back uh, and go right into the dancing. So use the uh, restrooms if you need to during the walking period. And we'll come back into walking in the back of the room as we did be this morning. And the walking will segue right into the dance. We'll ring a bell about seven or eight minutes before the dance actually begins. And we can come in then. Okay. So keeping, the f keeping that awareness, please. The skeleton is the fifth element, the metal. <laughs> All the minerals in the yeah. bones, yeah, yeah. like the rocks. Yeah, yeah. Minerals in the rocks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's four. 
advanced practice. <laughs> well, let me just say there are many different uh, traditions with that use the elements, and there are variations in what we're focusing. You're welcome to bring in anything you want to, but we're focusing on earth, water, fire, and air, the four. Yeah, some bring in space, ether, wood in Chinese tradition. And, and metal. Metal, yeah. So. But thank you. It's... Uh, and then Western scientists have, what, 108 elements? <laughs> Good, but thank you. But wood. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so let the, let the elements rule. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.